Welcome to Two Truths and a Lie. I'm your host, Lily Pluniak, and I want to invite you to a conversation with my friends and I about fighting for faith as Christians in today's world. Join us as we talk about life, the highs and lows, and what it looks like to practically stand on guard against the lies of the world while holding fast to the gospel and the promises of God. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the second podcast of Two Truths in a Lie. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm excited to introduce you to two friends who I love so much, Lauren and Maddie. Hey, guys. Hey. We have been laughing because we just recorded (laughs) part of the podcast on a different program thing on the Mac, and it did not work. No. And we have to restart. So welcome to the second podcast. Take two. Yeah. Take two. Uh, <laughs> podcast two of Two Truths and a Lie. So to get things started, Lauren, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey guys, I'm Lauren, and I'm 16 years old, and I'm a sophomore in high school. Um, and you'll usually find me either talking about my cat or hanging out with my <laughs> cat, and his name's Knox. Knox. Go yeah. balls. Knoxville. Oh yeah. Aww. And then I have the one and only Madison Wright. Hey guys, my name's Maddie. I'm also 16, but I'm a junior this year in high school. And if you're looking for me, you're probably going to find me in a coffee shop. It's one of my favorite things to do is try a new local coffee shop. So if anyone has any local coffee shops they want me to try, please send them my way. What are some of your favorite shops? Um, I love Jack's of Knoxville. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. One of my go-tos is just Honeybee because it's very yeah. close. Yeah. And I don't have to drive downtown yeah. to get there. <laughs> I recently went to Jack's, and it's so cool because they have a greenhouse inside the coffee shop. Have you been there, Lauren? I haven't. I People are not very fond. I don't like coffee. What? So, yeah. No! But I go to coffee shops because Maddie drags me there. But I love it because mm-hmm. I love the aesthetic, and it's cute. They're so yeah. I'm so much more productive at a coffee shop than I am mm-hmm. at home. That's great. And yeah. so... I'm there a lot. Future coffee shop owner? (gasps) Maybe? (laughs) Who knows? And something fun about Lauren and Maddie is we all met each other Mm -hmm. at our school at a Bible study last year. This This year. This year. This year. 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 Beginning of 2021. It was 2021, but it was the beginning of this current school School year. School year. Yes. And I've loved getting to know you guys. I too. I I just love you guys. I feel like I've known you my whole life. We're soul sisters, you know? Literally. (laughs) Basically. Basically. (laughs) What were we talking about the last time we... Oh, Lauren, you started driving. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Driving has been great. I love it. It's one of my favorite activities. Just turn on some worship music, go down. Because I live in the middle of nowhere, so it's a bunch of back roads. But I'm very comfortable on those back roads, mm-hmm. so I go a little bit too fast on them. <laughs> but, yeah, and then I just run into the incidences that I feel like every new driver does. Yeah. Because I get distracted. Not by my phone. I do not go on my phone while I drive. Like, That's if I'm great. in a neighborhood, I'll go on my phone if I have to yeah. change my music. But I just don't do that because I know I will get distracted. And yeah. I'm so... Driving's great, but I'm also... It scares me. Mm-hmm. So much. 
So. But you're facing that fear. One yeah. step at a time, baby. Exactly. <laughs> and then Make Maddie, you have no longer been called to be Lauren's driver. Yeah, I know. You were her permanent driver for a while. Yeah. I was. I, there were times when I would leave school and then come back and pick Lauren up from school. <laughs> yeah. Which, we were, talking, we were talking about this earlier, started my little obsession with McDonald's. Yeah. Because there's McDonald's very close to our school. Mm. And so when Lauren had a meeting after school and I was taking her home, I just ran there to get some fries for us and came back. Bam, that just started the obsession. Slowly it's grown. Slowly it has grown. I used, I had an old student pastor who his favorite fast food place was McDonald's, and I would make fun of him for that all the <laughs> That's time. That's so cute. You've become your... And I, and I have become him to where I <laughs> sat in the McDonald's parking lot today and did my quiet time. It's your place. eating McDonald's. It is my place. That and coffee shop. And your go-to order. We, do you want to explain this to our listeners? Because it is amazing. So, yeah. You get the chicken nuggets and a Sprite, of course, because mm-hmm. McDonald's Sprite is unmatched. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to get buffalo sauce and ranch. But you, I know a lot of people want to dip in the ranch first and then below the buffalo sauce, but you can't do that. No. It, it's not allowed. You have not to allowed in this house. <laughs> buffalo sauce, then ranch. It just makes it so much better than doing it the other way around. It's like your very own fast food mm-hmm. buffalo week. Yes. Yeah. You know, you got the spicy, mm-hmm. you got the salty, yeah. you got the creamy. And every the place's s- buffalo and ranch tastes completely different to me. It's true. Like Chick-fil-A, because yeah. used to work there, but it tasted <laughs> so different than, like, McDonald's. Yeah. And it's crazy. Have you guys had Frank's hot sauce? Yes. That yes, is my number yes, one yeah. hot sauce. That stuff my is good. My mom carries that on her. <laughs> A little bottle? Goes. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, so talking about the heat, the spice, we are going to our next section where we're going to be talking about two truths and a lie about ourselves. And so, Lauren, do you want to kick us off? Oh, yeah. Okay, so my first statement is I've never owned a dog ever mm. in my life. Always been a cat person. Mm. I don't know about that one. <laughs> She's a big cat person, though. I am. You are. I love cats. Um... Second statement is I've been to over, over eight South American countries. Wow. Don't know the specific number, but, and then third statement, my fave book besides the Bible is Anne of Green Gables. Aw, I love that one. I love it. I I read that. It's really good. I don't know if I ever, I started reading it. I don't know if I made it through. But I love the show. Oh, the show's my favorite. In the movie. Was there a movie or was it just a show? I think it's just, ooh, there might be a movie. They've done different versions of it. Yeah. There's like older. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I love. Yeah. Love, love, love. Okay. Maddie, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I feel like Lauren would be like, oh, I've been to (laughs) South American countries and they're really just in North America and she's just confused. (laughs) Are you a... Gee, what do you call it? Geography? Why can't oh, I think of it, no. girl? No. You're not. I'm not. I so, love... How did you do freshman year in geography and world history? Uh, might have been a high B, maybe. Okay. Okay. But I'm usually a B student anyways. Okay. So. I I feel like the dog one. I don't know anyone who hasn't had a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also feel like maybe your mom had a dog at one point. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going dog. I think we're going dog. Okay, the answer is... I've never had a dog. Or, wait, <laughs> the lie is I've never had a dog, so I have had a dog. You have had a dog. Yeah. 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 Okay, now that we know Lauren has had a dog, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Maddie, what are your truths and your lies that no one knows? All right. So I once got a black eye for my dinner roll. <laughs> okay. Um, the bread. <laughs> I once stuck my finger in a shark's mouth, and my childhood dog ate her own tail. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I don't know. Those ones are tricky. Yeah, th- those are those good are ones, good. Though. I could not think of stuff like They're that. equally all interesting, which yeah. is very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, shark, dog tail, dinner roll. I feel like... I, I don't know. I feel like shark might be true. Because, like, you have, like, zoos and stuff. You know, like, aquariums. That's true. It bit your hand? No, I just stuck my finger. You stuck oh. it in. Okay. In the shark's mouth. And you weren't hurt? No, I was fine. Oh. Dinner roll too specific. It has to be true. Yeah. That's not something you look up. What's a good <laughs> lie? I got hit in the face by a dinner roll. Black eye by a dinner roll. <laughs> I think we should divide and conquer. You pick one, and I'll pick one, and we'll see. Because I have no idea. I'll do dinner roll. I'm going to go shark. Shark? Okay, so the lie was that I got a black eye from a dinner roll. Oh. Does that mean I got it right? Yeah, you Yeah. <laughs> so my eye never bruised, but it was swollen oh. the entire Oh, my life. goodness. So you just, did someone hit you with so, it? So, Lambert's, <laughs> I think that's what it's called, is a restaurant in Alabama, and they play, like, a ton of, like, jokes and pranks on you. Oh. And they okay. throw dinner rolls across from you, like, across the restaurant to you, and mine hit me in the eye. Oh. Ooh. So I was there with my family hey. and some friends, hit me in the <laughs> eye. Then we went to, like, a race car track, you know? <laughs> yeah. And my, one of my eyes was just swollen the entire night. Sounds like oh. something you would do in Bama. Down yeah. in Bama when Only you got this. in Bama. Um, <laughs> but the other two are true. Oh my goodness. Those were really good, Maddie. Those so, were. Yeah. So, Lily, what are your two truths and a lie? Mine are not very creative. Mine are very <laughs> plain. But sometimes the plain ones get you. Oh, yeah. That's true. Right? So, my first one is, I have fractured my nose. Okay. My second one is, I have fractured my arm. Oh. And my third one is, I fractured oh. my foot. <laughs> Which, Which one was is the it? lie? Which one is Which it? Which one did you not fracture? So, nose. Arm. Arm. Foot. Foot. Nose, arm, foot. I'm okay. trying to look at your nose. Yeah. Like... Analyze it. <sighs> arm. Arm. Foot. <laughs> I feel like the foot one is a lie. Why? I don't know. I just don't see you in a boot. That's <laughs> true. Like yeah. Oh, that's... I feel like the arm ones are short, true. Every kid. I Not think... every kid, but a lot of kids yeah, break their I arms. I think the arm one, yeah, is true. So nose or foot is the They question. all have pretty dramatic stories that go with the injuries going... that are true, if you guys want to hear it. Oh my goodness. I'm going with foot. Foot? I was... My first instinct was foot. Wow. And the that's true. Really? Well, that's a lie, but that's true. <laughs> but I've right. never broken my foot. Although as a kid, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but 
I wanted to break my foot so bad. Same. I it's did. so weird because I wanted a boot because mm-hmm. I thought they were so yeah. cool to have all your friends, you know, sharpie all over <laughs> your leg, but never happens. I used to, because I played soccer my whole childhood, like, and I was, like, serious about it, too. Mm-hmm. So, like part of me really wanted to break something then part of me was like I'm not gonna go play for the national team (laughs) so but I always wanted to have like a cast and then people just like sign it and I'd walk into school like oh feel bad yeah have to take the elevator (laughs) literally yeah (laughs) I think out of all those injuries my nose was definitely the worst have Mm -hmm. I told you guys how I broke it or fractured it so I never went to the doctor to <laughs> get it checked on, but I was really little, and my brother had one of those exercising bands Oh. that you put under your foot and you work out with, <sighs> kind of your own your weight against yourself, mm-hmm. and ours had metal on the handles, Oh my! and my brother ran up the stairs and wanted to play tug of war with me, so I was at the bottom of the steps, he was at the top, Oh no! we stretched it as far as it goes, and he let go. And the metal came oh. right in the middle of my face, cracked my nose, two black eyes, blood pouring everywhere. Wow. And it, I I was really, I was probably seven or so, mm-hmm. but everybody called me Avatar for oh. a really long time because my face was blue. <laughs> so they're like, there's our little Avatar girl with the broken nose. But I always wonder if my nose is, I if there's some things messed up because it hurts wrong with it. occasionally. My family always laughs at me because I'm like, my nose hurts. <laughs> and they're but, like, that one day. Yeah, that, that one day, day, that exercise band, <laughs> bam, to the face. So your brother was like eight or nine at that point? Yeah. So he was young too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He he had no intention to hurt me. <sighs> Just kids being kids. and Never think about that The stuff. band to the face. <laughs> one time me and my sister tied a scarf. Like, we joined ourselves with a scarf. I think it was by our ankles. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know who thought about that. So, and then we tried to go down the stairs, and that ended up badly. We both fell completely oh. down, and we had hardwood at the bottom, Oh! <laughs> it was not good. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about suffering, hardship, trials, and how Jesus ultimately meets us, cares for us, and walks alongside us through these difficult things. And so I really wanted to have these two friends on this podcast today because they have so much wisdom on the topic of suffering and the Lord has really met them in unique ways and saved their lives. And so to get things going on this topic, Lauren, would you like to share your testimony? Of course I would. So um, I did not grow up in the church at all. And my parents were divorced, so that was hard, being in a split home with parents that didn't really like each other and they collided a lot. Um, And then, again, never even heard of the gospel, the story of Jesus. And I knew his name because I would use his name in vain, but I never knew it. Like, I knew it was a name. Didn't know whose name, Mm -hmm. you know? So I grew up in a a pretty bad house. I would... It was full uh, with alcohol and drugs. My mom, my biological mom is a drug addict and an alcoholic. And then my, I have a half sister that also fell down that path. So Mm -hmm. that's sort of how I grew up. And because of that, my mom sort of took her stress and her anger out on me. 
So, like, for, like, 10 years, I was abused by her. And so I ended up getting out of that house whenever I was, like, 13 years old. But I still had so much bitterness and just weight on my back that I needed someone to take that off. And so that was in middle school. In middle school, I just went in with such a angry heart and like was very nasty towards people with my words and my action and my attitude and so then school gets canceled because of covid and i had so much free time on my hands and i was like you know what i have been seeing a bunch of christian tiktoks <laughs> of all places to hear about jesus tiktok but I saw a bunch of these and I was like, oh, like, okay, like, I might try it out. So I dig through my room, find a Bible that I had never opened, and I just started reading in Matthew, um, which actually, it's a funny story why, so it was a New Testament Bible, because if I would have had, like, a normal Bible, I probably would have just started in Genesis, right? Because yeah. I didn't know where to start. Like, it's the beginning of a book. That's where you start. Yeah. But I think God put that Bible in my mm. life so I could start with one of the Gospels. Mm. So it was Matthew, and I was reading about how Jesus was healing people, and then I get to the end of Matthew, how Jesus died for our sins, mm -hmm. and how he then rose and he defeated death. So I was like, that's crazy. Like, I want to I wanna be with this guy. <laughs> so <laughs> that week I gave my life to Jesus. And I was all alone in my room in quarantine. Mm. And I had to give up so many things. Like, I had addictions that he just so, not easily, but just, like, healed me from. Wow. And even though I, and later I struggled with temptation for those I just, like, realized that he's so much greater than all those. And what I'm feeling right now, this peace, is just nothing like I've ever felt before. Wow. So, I thought, all the suffering's done, right? <laughs> and once you, once you know Jesus, everything's great. Well, not necessarily. Um, I had a lot of friends leave me because I started... Um, talking about this guy named Jesus and they were like that's so weird what are you doing mm. so they left me so I go into high school no friends I felt so lonely and I still believed in Jesus and I still was just like wanting him but I would like I would like be like Jesus like when I go to bed tonight just end it all right now just allow me to meet you and then all this will be over because I knew there was like a higher purpose for my life but I felt so deep in my loneliness so then um um so I went into high school and I had a lot of anxiety and depression and it got really bad and so then um a couple months later I attempted suicide and then in that moment whenever I was in the action of it I felt this feeling which I now know is the Holy Spirit just being like stop what you're doing this is not your plan mm -hmm. so I stopped and I just I just sat there like crying and I was just like I just felt him with me 
And then from that moment, I was like, I'm just going to put my all in. Like, Mm -hmm. because for months and months, I've just sort of been half doing it. And so I was like, no matter what fear or anxiety comes my way, I'm just going to fight it with the power of Jesus. And, you know, and then about like, I would say six months later, I got connected into like a church and which was so important for me just to have that weekly accountability. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, my story is still being written, Yeah. but that's pretty much how it went, you know? Just because I had a lot of baggage from my childhood and that I brought with me into that instead of just leaving it at Jesus's feet. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Praise the Lord. That. <laughs> I'm so thankful you're here today. Yeah. Yeah. And your life is a testimony of the Lord's grace and mercy yeah. and even how you're talking about the Holy Spirit stopping you mm-hmm. and saying your life has purpose and value. And yeah. I just have seen personally firsthand how God has used you, is using you from a daily, day-to-day basis. Yeah. And I know Maddie can say this too. It is just such a beautiful example to see, especially at school. Cause I know a lot of times at Bible study, we talk about how lonely it is being in the world and not yeah. of the world. And especially at our school, over 2000 people, mm-hmm. not many Christians. Yeah. And it can seem like you're fighting a battle mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And the truth is you're not. But seeing someone like you, Lauren, who has fully committed their life to the Lord, it has really encouraged my faith. And I, I've told my mom over and over again, I'm like, <laughs> Mom, you need to meet this girl, Lauren. Because I never in my life have I met someone who just wholeheartedly has been so filled with truth and so loving yet obedient yet just as some people I feel like they come a Christian they're like oh, yeah I'm like like you're saying half living mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm gonna yeah. hold on to my the, these parts of my old self but then these parts God made new because that's how I like it but you're just like no Lord your way is the best mm-hmm. yeah. and even if this is painful even if this hurts I trust that your way is best and so thank you for laying down your life and yeah. taking up your cross. It's amazing. And I wanted to share, um, this is like my life verse, just the one that I like talk to people about. It's Romans 18 and it says, for I believe that the current sufferings are nothing compared to the coming glory that is to be revealed to us. And I love that verse and it just saved my life in a way. When I was going through that time of loneliness, just being like, this time of suffering is nothing compared to one day when I meet Jesus face to face. Right. And even though that's not going to probably happen right now, as we're sitting here, we can still be able to feel his presence and nothing's compared to that. Like, even though we're not here, he's not physically here. Like his presence is here. And when you truly experience that, you never want to go back. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Did you see yourself after you became a Christian, just like God convicting you of things and your sin just more apparent? You weren't blind anymore? For sure. I did not know what sin was. I did not know. I did not know the things that I was doing was sinful. And then I was reading and learning about all these things. And I was like, oh, that's a sin. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. And there were so many times where... I remember having dreams when that happened, like weeks after, and 
I felt this like voice being like, just do it once. He'll forgive Mm. you. You know, if you just do it once. And then I would wake up and I would be like, oh my goodness, I don't want to do that. Like, but in the dream, it felt so much like, oh, I want to do that because he'll just forgive me. And it's so weird. Those dreams are like, ugh, they just like freak me out, you know? Mm. It's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Being on guard, standing on guard mm-hmm. is crazy. One, five, four, three, two, one. Lauren, I think your testimony is absolutely amazing. I've seen Lauren just like live out her testimony yeah. in the past few months of just like getting to know her. And I think it's really cool how God just placed Lauren in my life yeah. at a time where I really needed her um, and her encouragement and just daily, daily encouragement, really. <laughs> um, I found it really cool because I thought, you know, I, there's some points of our testimony that are kind of similar Yeah. Um, between just like child abuse and mental health, really struggling with that and not really having anyone to relate on that. And I struggled with the loneliness of that and seeing just God putting Lauren in my life mm, wow. to be able to relate on those two things yeah. and more is just super cool. Um, but unlike Lauren, I did grow up in church. <laughs> um, my mom has always been on church staff. Um, and so I just was at church all the time. I was constantly being well and told, um, to do things, but I really accepted Christ from a young age. Um, however, I did not know what that meant until around seventh grade. When all the pieces started to fit together, and um, that's when my relationship with God really started. That's when I started doing daily quiet times, started doing daily devotions, just like being fully involved in the Lord for the first time. It was seventh and eighth grade. I got baptized in eighth grade after my church is D now and a horse troughed, which is a really funny story, (laughs) but that's just what we did. Um, But as soon as, like, my relationship with God started, that's when, like, my anxiety and depression really started, and that's been something I've struggled with for a long time, and I always questioned why God would put me through things, um, like that, to let it get so bad to the point where I was hurting myself every night and had active suicide plans or even attempted suicide, but I've really been seeing recently how God does things for a purpose and, like, putting people in my life for a purpose at the right time. Um, I spent a lot of time <laughs> in a tech booth on Wednesdays and Sundays, and I actually didn't mean to join our tech team at church, <laughs> um, which is also a really funny story, but I was too scared to quit just because of that constant overwhelming anxiety all the time. But I, I really, I'm thankful I didn't because not only did I like fall in love with it and like, you know, kind of want to do this with my life. But it kept me at church when I did not want to be at a church. And I was so depressed I couldn't fathom God having a plan for me. And so that's just like a tiny example of God doing things for reasons. But kind of my life burst, like Lauren she and hers with being Romans 8.18. Um, mine's Jeremiah 29.11, which I think is a really basic verse. And probably when you heard me say that, you were like, oh my gosh, that's so basic. Does she even read the Bible? Um, <laughs> let me ask it's you a that good question. One. It's a good <laughs> one. Um, I think... Do you want to share it? Yeah. So Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of us take that verse just lightheartedly, but what we don't do 
is go back to earlier in the in Jeremiah and earlier in the book in chapter 29 where it talks about the 70 years of captivity that God had the people of him in yeah before mm-hmm. he told them that um so that really encouraged me just to know that God still has really good plans for me even though like being in pain for years and having all these trials is a part of that plan mm. yeah I remember when we met up for coffee a couple weeks ago and we were talking about suffering and you told me that and I never thought about that before because yeah. like you said Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I've loved that verse I have it written up <laughs> on my ceiling right there but as a child I was like yes God has plans for me for welfare to give me yeah. a future and it's like yes he does he's faithful but we, I think it's easy to put God in a box for what we want yeah, yeah, in sure. our human view of God. And we, we're not like God. We're human. Not God created us. We did not create God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just thinking about how I love to know, like, God, we don't find God. God finds us where yeah. we are. And so, like you said, sometimes what's good for us is not what we think is good for us. Yeah. And how those people in the Old Testament, it's Old Testament, right, Jeremiah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For years and years were suffering, and years and years, but they were holding on to the promises of God, and God was faithful, and yeah, He did mm-hmm. yeah. redeem them and rescue them out of that. But that didn't make that time shorter. Like yeah. that was days after days after days. And like so, seventy years is a long time. That's yeah, like, that's, that's some people's whole lifetime, life. like longer yeah. than a lot of whole lifetimes. Yeah, and for them to say at the end, God knows my future. And yeah. God gives me hope. That is very admirable. Because <laughs> I can struggle with that, trusting in the yeah, Lord. Yeah. I think it's easy to be like, God, give me something hard so I can trust in you. Mm-hmm. And then when something hard comes, you're like, God, what's going <laughs> on? Like, why oh. Why is this happening to me? Like, is something wrong? You know, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Like, what did I do to deserve, like, all of this? Yeah. I mean, that's something I struggled with for a long time, of, like, not knowing, like, why... Like, I had to struggle so hard with my mental health. Yeah. Yeah. But, fun fact, if you're struggling with your mental health, you might want to get your thyroid checked. Yes. Um. So, I didn't know this for a very long time, but your thyroid has a lot to do with just everything in your body. And I went into the doctor one day for a regular checkup. Um, How long ago was this? This was September of my sophomore year. Okay, so, so last... Last... So, September 2020. Yes. Okay. Um, I went in. She, I told her about my mental health. She's, like, obviously saw my soft harm scars. And I was just kind of like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, she wanted to check my thyroid levels. And turns out they were completely off. I ended up having a very, not very large, but pretty large tumor on my thyroid. Which, turns out, it caused... It wasn't the main reason of my mental health issues, but it... Imbalance? Yeah, it had a lot to do with him. It didn't make him better in any way. Yeah. (laughs) So. Do you want to talk a little bit about that experience going through that scary medical... Yeah, that was... Procedure and everything? Just terrifying. I went in, and luckily it wasn't cancerous. Um, But going in, we didn't know. Um, at first we were told like, oh, it's less than a 10% chance it could be cancerous, 
but upon like meeting with the surgeon and having just more appointments and more testing, we found out that just every time we went to the doctor, the chan- the chances for it being cancerous just went up and up. So there's a lot of anxiety about that because my grandmother had recently just passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was just a lot of feelings going on. I had a biopsy in December of 2020, like three days after Christmas. <laughs> um, so great one to break. <laughs> um, that came back unclear. So that just added to it. But once we did the surgery, we took a risk of not removing my entire thyroid and removing half of it and the tumor. Mm. Um, and then got it biopsied again from there. And it went, mm. luckily wasn't cancerous. So. Wow. Big surgery. Yeah. A lot of That's life scary. in 16 years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Was that a difficult process to trust God in? Because you didn't know the future and you didn't know yeah. the outcome? It was. It was very difficult. It was a lot of, like, being unsure of what the next step was mm-hmm. because we didn't have all the information. And even when we did test to get all the information, we, like, it came back unclear. So yeah. Yeah. it was a lot of trial and trust yeah. that I had to put in God in that moment, even when it was hard. Yeah. And so kind of going to our first lie from the culture, what do you guys think is a big lie that the world tells you about suffering? I think for me, it's just that the world wants to tell you that your suffering should destroy your faith, you know? Mm-hmm. It wants to destroy it. It wants to bring it down and lower it. But, like, suffering is there to restore our faith, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. if there was no suffering in the world, if this world was perfect, we wouldn't need a savior. Yeah. And, but... The truth about that is we're in a hard world and we're not perfect people. But then the beauty of that is we have Jesus who is perfect. So it just wants to tell you that, you know, because of this thing, your future is dependent on it, you know? Mm, Yeah. But then we have Jesus who we can fight against that with. Yeah. So, yeah. That reminds me of Romans 5, 3 through 5, which says, More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, Mm -hmm. knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. And I love that one, how it says in the beginning, we rejoice in our sufferings. And I think that's so counter- of yeah. what the world is saying, how suffering is almost seen as an identity for people. Like, yeah. this is my pain I'm going through. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And yeah. understanding, like, the Bible says to rejoice in our suffering because of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And another verse I love on that topic <laughs> is, it is Isaiah 53, 3, which says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was not despised, and we esteemed him not. And I just love how those two verses connect, I think, because knowing Jesus has lived on this earth, fully God, fully man, and fully suffered, and how he has gone through every single temptation we have. And he literally was killed knowing our sin. And all of our sin has been wiped away because of his sacrifice. Yeah. 
And I just think it's amazing to think about. It's like, I think I talked about this in the first podcast. I can't remember, but how all the other religions, you're always working to receive merit with God. You're always striving to be perfect. And as Christians, we believe we're born into sin. We're never going to be perfect. But Jesus Christ has paid for that debt. And we don't have to work anymore. We don't yeah. have to strive. And so it's almost like in any situation, it's like, okay, it's been done. Yeah. Our redemption has been won by Christ. And when we're afraid, when we're fearful of the future, it's like, what's the worst that can happen to me? <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to tell myself that because I'll get fearful. I'm like, what is the worst possible thing? And it usually is dying. And it comes back like, yeah. okay, am I trusting in God in this? Because if my worst fear is dying, do I trust that I'm going to meet Jesus? Do I trust yeah. that? And I'm like, Lord, help me have faith that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it was when Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. Yeah. Right? In that moment, years and thousands of years before we were even, like, on this earth, he was thinking about us, mm-hmm. saying, it's done. Wow. Which, like, if it was thousands of years before we were here, how can we work for it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, really every other religion in the world says that you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to do that. Go here. But, like, Jesus says that there's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's just what I've done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. And that he felt the pain of the world for sure in the burden of sin he felt the full burden of sin the fullest that could ever be everyone's sin and we know this amount of pain in our suffering our own bubble but thinking like the whole world Mm -hmm. and you did nothing wrong yeah that was my mind it's crazy for you guys when you were walking through those trials and continue to walk through sufferings do you have any specific times you've seen just the presence of God or I don't know just been made aware of that Jesus is walking right beside you in your pain I think I mean I definitely seen God countless times just moving in my life of where he's just placed people in my life at the right time mm-hmm. um I've always struggled with like feeling like I'm the only person who struggles with this for sure mm-hmm. struggling with different yeah. things um but like I've seen or like and I don't it's not like I could even find people who like I don't know anyone else who had a tumor yeah because that's not like a regular thing like I I've found people who have had struggles with mental health Mm -hmm. um recently God's just placed people in my life and I think that's one of the ways I've seen him move recently yeah people that you might not have even ever met before like but because our past are similar but then also the result of those past are similar Mm -hmm. just brings us together yeah and then like people that you pass in the hallways that have experienced almost the same thing as you have that you might not have even known until god places them Mm. in your life because i mean i guess i had gone to school with both of you guys for a whole year mm-hmm. yeah before we even met yeah which is crazy uh-huh because yeah. like i 
knew of you guys, but didn't know you. Mm-hmm. But then, like, if you would have told me a year ago, I'd be in Lily's bedroom filming a <laughs> podcast. I'd be like, well, what are you talking about right now? But yeah.